I done busted this house's cherry. It's open right up now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week I brought back my old pal Mason to talk about the people under the stairs, something you actually requested a long time ago. Yeah, man, you said you were doing this, and I said, you know what movie I need to rewatch again and I need to talk about is The People Under the Stairs, the 1991 Wes Craven classic. In every neighborhood, there is one house that adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid. Now, Wes Craven, creator of A Nightmare on Elm Street, takes you inside. Something's in there. We gotta get out of here, Leroy. All sorts of rumors about what goes on in that house. The police never took it serious. She's been feeding that thing between the walls again. Very, very tense about this. What goes on in this house is a sin. But what goes on under the stairs is a nightmare. Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. I don't think this is the first like real horror movie I watched all the way through, but it was maybe second. I think Nightmare on Elm Street 5 was maybe the first one that I ever watched, um, which oddly enough also has Kelly Jo Minter, who uh, is Fool's sister in this. Uh, She was in both of them. And uh, I, I loved this movie growing up. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I don't know if it was because it was always on. I don't remember which premium channel. I think it was on Showtime all the time, or I just had it recorded. It, like I probably watched it a uh, hundred times as a kid. And R-rated movie, you know, R-rated movie. Oh, you shouldn't be watching. You know, no. It's. I, I think it's still. Uh, decent for kids to watch wouldn't you say yes it it is <laughs> but at the same time as i was watching i'm like wow there's so many things that went over my head while watching it when i was younger i think one of the best parts about it is that i mean in 91 i would have been nine years old i think you would have been what eight you're a year younger than i am yeah and fool is only like 12 it's his 13th birthday in the movie yeah. uh, of course fool played uh by Brandon Quinton Adams, who was also in Mighty Ducks. He's in this first. But that and Sandlot, I mean, this was like perfect age group. Uh, and he's the lead, and he's awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. Uh, believable, you know, as a kid. Very. very uh, and his character was good because it was, you know, he's a good-hearted character that was in a situation he needed to be to, you know, to survive. Yeah, I I really enjoyed watching him even still. And I mean some of it could be nostalgia the fact that I've seen this so many times growing up, but like I the he leads this movie so well for somebody that was only like 13 years old. Yeah. And you yeah. know how they cast Hollywood actors though. They always get them, oh, you yeah. know, they're a couple years like Michael J. Fox, you know, playing 
16-year-old Marty McFly when he was 42, you know? I, I watched a movie just the other night on Shudder called Seance, which I can't overly recommend that one. Um, but the main actress is supposed to be at, like, a private high school, and she's 29. I was like, hmm. you, I could tell. I'm like, mm, I don't think you're in high school. But, of course, you watch Grease, and everybody's, like, 50 years old. So They really look it, though. That's Stockard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Stockard Channing looked like she was knocking on menopause's door in that movie. She had grandkids 100% at that yeah. point. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, this movie does it too. Um, AJ Langer, who plays Alice, like the, the main kind of female lead, not lead, but kind of, um, she was 17 when they made this and she's supposed to be 12. Yeah. I mean, I figured, I figured early teens. Pre yeah. I don't think they ever say how long she's there. If you've never seen People Under the Stairs, um, it, it's about a, a kid named Fool who's lives in a, a very broken down apartment. I mean, it is it looks like it's about to fall over at any second. Um, his mother's very sick, but you find out that like she's sick, but it's absolutely treatable. But they are absolutely like the poorest you could be. He kind of gets talked into joining Ving Rhames, which he's also awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Going and and being a burglar, helping him burgle at the uh, the evil landlord's house, who are this man and woman that are one hundred percent the most insane characters I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I I would have to agree with that. Um, and the more you think about them, the scarier they are. Yeah, but they also have some pretty funny moments in the movie. I would they say. do. Yeah, they're they're way over the top, and sometimes it's just. You kind of need it because this movie can be extremely intense. They don't actually have names. It's just man and woman. Yeah, Everett McGill which... and Wendy Robbie. Uh, and I I know them from, I'm a big fan of Twin Peaks, and they're married in Twin Peaks. And Wes Craven saw them in that and cast them in this. And it's an interesting twist that we get into later in the movie with these two. Um, but they work so well together. And in a completely different way than they do on that show. Yeah, see, I I'm not aware of Twin Peaks. I didn't know any of that that you just said. So yeah, it's it's a, a David Lynch series that's a lot like his movies. Extremely weird. Like the first time I watched it, I wasn't really into it because I'm like, this is just weird for weird, and I can't. I didn't get into it. And then I watched it again. I don't know, a couple, a couple years later, and I was weird. I just completely fell for it, and now I I love it, but. Uh, these two are some of my favorites in the, the show, or at least he was. Her character is a little weird. but um, And then I had kind of forgotten because when I saw People Under the Stairs, I'd never seen Twin Peaks. So this is what I knew them from. And he's such a different, like, kind-hearted person in the show. And then in this, just batshit insane. And <laughs> he, he just chews up every scene that he's in. I love it. Yeah, that's that's putting it lightly. Yeah. <laughs> when, when When he's going hunting... For uh, for something in the walls, or you know, he's hunting for an intruder, like just his mannerisms, you know. Yeah. He's he's a big link. He got the size of Detroit, you know. Uh, <laughs> just the way the way that he moves, his arms are up here. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot going on with him, and and you gotta love the getup when he when he finally goes all gimp and puts yeah, the full on gimp in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I keep looking for that for a Halloween costume, but I can't find anything affordable, you know. Him going full gimp, I'm like, oh, that's right. 
there's that weird and they don't get into it much like there's really no explanation of it it's just every once in a while you get this little glimpse of like just how strange this couple are oh yeah yeah well and the fact that at least he's a cannibal uh yeah and the people under the stairs are cannibals because of him like Mm -hmm. and it looked like that was all he was feeding them uh yeah was human flesh i i was always impressed with his basement how he was able to contain that many people you know this time around watching it and, and with the character of like roach um who is one of the people under the stairs that has gotten out and kind of lives in the walls which i always thought that was just like the coolest thing um i don't know why roach then knowing how to work the basement i don't know why he wouldn't have freed everybody that never even hit me till this time watching. I'm like, wait, he probably could have let them out at some point. I didn't I didn't think of that till now either. But he might have just been trying to self-preserve, you yeah. know. Uh that might have been just one thing he wasn't ready to risk. Uh I mean he was he was more than willing to help fool. He got Ving Rames killed though. You know, Leroy, he met his end because of Roach. Ving Rames in this is uh, I love Ving's Ving Rames. He doesn't uh he doesn't really uh, do well with people that like to dress like gimps. We've learned no. from this and then Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go well for him. It was a running theme. Yeah, I think Quentin Tarantino probably took that from uh, people under the stairs for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Bing, Bing Rames has some pretty good lines in this movie. He's clearly not a good person. I mean, every <laughs> time that they, uh, like when they go to, to check out the house, they send Fool in or out first just to kind of case the place. And he tells the lady like, he has to go to the bathroom. She's very racist. So she doesn't let him anywhere near the inside of the house. And, uh, they let the other guy, uh, sneak in and it does not go well for that man, Spencer. Um, we don't know what happened, but all of a sudden he just doesn't come back. And then Leroy decides, well, we're just going to go in and, and check and see how things are in there. And then you get, a glimpse of the house. And I love movies that are kind of in, in one setting. And this is definitely one of those that, I mean, you're in other places, but majority of the time you're in this crazy house with people under the stairs. And uh, it's just every new place that they go. is just more twisted and odd than before. Yeah. It, it was a gigantic house and there was a lot of room in between those walls. That would be so much fun if they had like a haunted house like that. Where you could like go through the walls like that. I I bet they they might have back in the early nineties. You know they could have they could have probably made a lot of money basing a haunted house on that mansion. I that's something to look up, man. Uh, yeah. See see where they filmed that and. Well, uh, the house was actually used. There, the inside of the house was used in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, okay. They used it. I don't know if it was the Myers house or if it was. I think maybe Lori's house. It was. It was one of the main houses in the movie but uh when they get back in the house the uh well mommy and daddy is they refer to each other which is just creepy every single time they say it um at every turn leroy's ready to sell out fool and get fooled killed like he doesn't care about this kid whatsoever stay right here right in the open so the dog can see you you think i'm crazy i'm on the cat seat he ain't even used yet do like i say 
or I'm going to take your head off. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he, he cared enough about him when he thought he could still use him to keep him yeah. you know, around. But that probably was as a decoy. Uh, mm-hmm. But Leroy was also pretty dumb. I mean, yeah. like when they get caught, it could have been avoidable, maybe. Mm-hmm. Considering like Fool saw them in the driveway, came up had to like basically wake up Leroy just because I'm laying on the ground doesn't mean I'm dead. You yeah. Know? I love that part. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, why are you trying to scare me? And it's like, and then he, he talks to him for like a minute or two minutes and then like, Oh yeah, by the way, they're here. Like, yeah. You figure like, hey, it would be right now. And then when they try to leave and they grab that front door, the security on getting out of the place was fantastic. I loved the electric shock when you go to open the door, because it reminded me of Home Alone, you know, like something that would be in that. Yeah, there's a couple of times I got a Home Alone vibe, and I'd never really noticed that before either. And then well, I was looking this up on uh, IMDb, and like the first review is like, it's Home Alone for adults. I'm like, well, I don't <laughs> know that I'd go that far, but there are definitely moments that it feels <laughs> Home Alone-like. <laughs> Home Alone, I don't know about you, but... I saw Home Alone in the movie theater when it came out like three times. And so I didn't like, see it until it hit video. Oh, see, yeah, like I saw it, I saw it right away. And then, you know, like this one, it would have been like video or even, you know, like it would come out on video and then it would come out, you know, on one of the the movie networks like mm-hmm. shortly after that. But yeah, I, I remember my my brother renting this because at the time I was I'd had back surgery when I was nine and I was in a hospital bed in the living room. So the way we had things, the way we had things set up, we had like a small TV up top that had like the Sega and Super Nintendo hooked up to it for me. And then there was a bigger TV on the bottom. And technically I wasn't supposed to look down if like my brother was watching something scary, but I mean, this was starring a kid. What was I going to do? So I, I definitely drifted down and, and watched this and I loved every second of it. Cause I was like, this is scary, but it's not, too scary but i didn't realize just how weird it was until watching it this past weekend oh twisted man i mean how many cases of kidnapping were they on the line for uh murder god knows what else i mean the cannibalism like that that was always one of the craziest things to me too was that yeah you know all right they fed the dog human meat all right at least they're not feeding it another dog but then yeah they're feeding it spencer yeah and then you got him like you got him ripping right into him like right into the body too as he's carving it for the uh the kids another just crazy way of collecting people for your basement that who knows how old they were or how long they'd been there since they yeah. kidnapped so so the 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 man and woman mommy and daddy actually brother and sister is what fool's grandpa eventually reveals to everybody and so they i i don't know if it's just they decide we probably shouldn't have kids or what but they have kidnapped these kids or i i would assume that's the case over the years and whenever they're bad they deal with them but they don't get rid of them they just store them in the basement essentially and it's like when i realized when i really thought about that i'm like that is super messed up. And the craziest part is it's inspired by actual events. Did you know this? No. No, Wes I don't Craven know if I was like inspired to, that. 
He was inspired to write the film after the news story broke out about burglars breaking into a house. When authorities arrived, the burglars had disappeared, but they discovered locked doors with noises from behind and children had been locked up inside their rooms by their parents, never allowed to leave or go outside. They didn't say how many. I mean, it was obviously taken to like the nth degree for the movie, but it was loosely based on something. I'm like, that's icky and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, that is awful. Um, I guess I've, I've heard similar stories before of parents doing that, but yeah, Mm -hmm. hard to actually imagine. Like, I think that's probably a good reason why they put the, the kind of quirky humor in there. The bit yeah, because otherwise it'd be way too dark. I mean, you're talking cannibal cannibalism, uh, physical abuse on on at least the girl for sure. Um, Roach is the other is the is the one that we really know the most as far as one of the people under the stairs. He's had his tongue cut out. He doesn't talk much, does he? His tongue's cut out. Well, mommy caught him trying to call for help one day, and Daddy had to teach him speak no evil, right? father's one sick mother you know that actually your mother's one sick mother too he actually he's another one of those uh the actor was uh like 27 28 and he's supposed to be 14 15 he knew who shot alexander hamilton that's for sure that's what i always remember him from <laughs> yeah, yeah me too hello hello for ten thousand dollars who shot excuse me hello got milk commercial every time <laughs> one of the, one of the early ones that was like one of the first ones of the got milk campaign if not the first i think yeah sean wallen been in lots of stuff we talked about him on uh, the twister podcast uh, over the summer um i always liked that guy but i always think of him as roach like no matter what i, I like that and the peanut butter thing um, yeah that's that's why i know him from the most and then uh, we mentioned Alice earlier. She's the quote unquote daughter in the house and she has no idea what outside is. She doesn't know about black people. We find out um, <laughs> she only knows about the people downstairs and she makes dolls. Why do you make these? To hold the souls of burglars when they died. Or salesmen, workmen, other people who saw too much. There's a scene with her and the mom where she takes the hottest bath I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. You little Judah! What are I doing with the mommy? It is time to clean house! To this day, I still think about that. Like, if I'm getting in the tub and I'm like, oh, that's too hot. I'll th- instantly think of this movie. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm basically a shower guy now, and I think part of it is because of that. Now get in that tub and scrub yourself! No! Great acting in that because you see her reaction yeah. to that, you know, the steam's coming off the water. Like she she could very well have put her in scalding hot water. I believed I mean, like, it every single her, time. It, her scream was ear piercing, you know? It's horrible. And I was I got and then the the mom said like we need to teach her a lesson and then the dad's in the bedroom with her and I'm like 
is there other is there like sexual abuse also going on in this house like i it was just i was like god this movie's so icky yeah like all the ickiness in this movie yeah that that actually occurred to me too as i was re-watching it was you know like he the first part when that happened in the bedroom and he took his belt off like yeah he was gonna hit her with his belt but then when they had her chained up in the attic after that after you know like later in the movie she was chained up there and he was in his he was in full gimp mode yeah and then he and then he grabbed himself you know he did yeah and then he got called off by mommy i was so excited when mommy yelled for him yeah like oh well, and that that's the thing too. Uh Alice and, and Roach help Fool uh in the house. And at first Fool's a little resistant to it, but then he helps. And, and I totally had forgotten the second half of this movie. Like it's been that long since I've seen it. I kind of forget that Fool does make his way out by jumping off the roof and into the the pond area. And he, you know, he gets the like gold pieces. Uh Roach helps him find that because that's the whole reason they're at there is there supposedly treasure there and he just thinks it's this little coin collection and he gets out and he finds out from his grandpa. It's definitely enough to like save them, get the operation like fools succeeded, uh, but he can't leave Alice behind. He promised Roach he'd take care of her. And then I was like, I completely forgot he leaves and has to come back to this insanity. Yeah. that I mean, and that, that was another uh, show of his good character in that movie. Yeah. Um, Definite Dexter definitely earned the nickname Fool there as he well. Did, yeah, I forgot what his actual uh, name was. You're right. Yeah. Completely yeah. forgot that was his name. I'm plain Dexter. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the intro in the movie I thought was I thought was really good on setting it up on why they called him Fool and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with tarot cards tarot, and yeah. one one character we, we haven't mentioned is uh Prince the dog. Uh, oh yeah. Big old Rottweiler that uh is very dangerous and is one of the hunters for a majority of the movie, I would say. Yeah, he was vicious. He was vicious. And when he met his demise, I can't say I, like, I, I love dogs. I'm a dog yeah. guy, but I can't say I was totally heartbroken when they got him. No, the dogs constantly uh, chases fool uh, around the house. Um, also attacks Leroy eat Spencer's hand and then uh the the man throws him in the uh in the walls to then chase Roach and and uh fool and it I was just like so glued to the TV at that moment like I've seen this so many times I was like god this movie is intense yeah he he was he was a vicious one yeah when he gets uh stabbed through the wall by the by the man it's like oh I there was a second I was like oh man it's dog violence but I was like dog does kind of suck yeah and that dog that dog was broken i mean you can't he was you can't can't take a dog yeah you can't feed a dog raw human flesh and then expect it to go back to alpo you know it doesn't work that way no not at all which also leads me to another thing i thought so like we said the people under the stairs are former kids a lot of them are actually quite old at this point or at least they look old there's like a main person under the stairs who i thought kind of looked like uh Going back to the last episode you were on, I thought he looked like Dwayne from Dwayne's Underworld from Stay Tuned. Yeah, I actually did. looked it up like, is this the same guy? It's not. <laughs> but uh, I also thought it looked like he definitely fronted like a grunge band in the 90s. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely got that. I mean, yeah, the sweater and the ripped jeans and the yeah. long hair, and he was really pale, like he's from Seattle, has never seen the sun For before. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, that dude's face stuck out, too, because he was the one that communicated with Fool in the basement yeah. and showed him help. You can't just open the the treasure room because it's wired, you know? Yeah, it's sort of like the Adams Family vault, but like a just a much smaller version but yeah the people under the stairs actually not the bad guys that they're made out to sound like however they pretty much get free at the end but then i'm like they're at least mostly cannibals yeah where are they going what's gonna happen after this movie ends like i immediately wanted another one yeah yeah i kind of saw them as like zombies almost yeah well a lot of them look like that yeah that's that's what they look like and the fact that they were eating people, a lot of similarities to zombies, but it would almost be like a, you know, like if a zombie got a regular job type of thing, you know, (laughs) like I would love to, I mean, I, there, there are movies and shows that deal with that, that are usually, usually comedies. Those are usually the kind of comedies I enjoy uh, with my zombie movies. But yeah, I got really thinking, I'm like, well, what, what's like the next step for this? And Wes Craven, before he died, was trying to get a series started for this. Yeah, no, that would that would be absolutely wild. It would be nice for uh, that guy that played Fool to get a job again because I don't know if he's done anything since the '90s. He hasn't done much, and it was crazy too because I was explaining this to Shauna. I'm like, he was like one of my favorite kid actors at the time. I mean, he was in this and Sandlot and Mighty Ducks one and two. I mean, and then that was about, and he did a lot of TV after that in different parts until I, he was kind of an older teenager and early adult. Yeah, that would be awesome because you know they would do a story now where they would like maybe bring these people back. I mean, it's not like AJ Langer is doing much either. From uh, she did go on after this though to do My So Called Life, which only lasted a season but became a cult hit that everybody loved. I actually don't know that I ever watched an episode, but no, I never. I never I know did a lot of people that like it. Yeah, no, I always heard good things, but it was a little, uh, a little out of my level for I think the time it came out. You know, I was a yeah. little, uh, you know, I was a younger guy, and I think it was, you know, aimed towards, you know, I was middle school. I think it was aimed towards high high school. You know? Yeah, and definitely for me, it anyway. It seemed like a girl show. I yeah, that watch too. That. I wasn't watching watch a girl show. Yeah, yeah, I, di- I didn't want to come out and say it. I was playing with my Tonka trucks, not Barbie dolls. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I I really think it, people should go back and and watch this one. There is actually a rumor. I remember reading it, I think on the air, that uh, Jordan Peele was looking at maybe rebooting this uh, as a movie again. And I, I think he could probably do some pretty interesting things with it. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, basically, just because of how much I like Get Out. And I mean, I was a huge fan yeah. of Jordan Peele and his comedy. And the first thought of uh, Jordan Peele's doing horror was, come come on. Yeah, I didn't and think then, much of it either. And then Get Out was just like, that's another one. Like, yeah, layer wow, on layer on layer for that one. He's really good. And, you know, and the fact that he's using, like, uh, uh, black actors, too, which, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about, you know, um, Fool being, you know, a kid in the lead. Uh, also, though, just where that was set, you know, like in the ghetto and him being yeah. a black lead actor like that, that that didn't happen a lot. I mean, like you always no. had this, you always had the stereotypes of in horror movies and, you know, like even like the Wayans Brothers did in scary movie, like, 
oh, the black guy's always the first one to die, you know. Yep. Every so time. Was... And and Spencer it was white and he died first. That is definitely something you didn't see a lot back then for sure. Groundbreaking movie on a lot of levels, I think. <laughs> it is. And just the I just I couldn't get over how disgusting the man and woman were. I mean, just every they were super racist. They ate ate people. They killed their t- dog. It was on accident, but they didn't really care much. He did for a second. Uh, when he thinks that he kills, oh God, I laughed so hard. When he thinks that he kills fool, he does this insane dance and like <laughs> chant. He's like, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him. I got him, 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 I Prove it. Well, like their performance, everybody's performance, I think, in this movie is just top notch. You know, I uh, still to this day, I quote that movie quite a bit just because of the, uh, you know, when uh, Ving Rhames getting the flashlight shined in his eyes and run, fool. And then after after they kill him, he's the fool. Like, <laughs> yeah, he this, called you a fool, daddy. <laughs> Give it me like a fool. Just like a bull. Big one. <laughs> Give it a call. He called you a fool. He's a fool. Only good fool's a dead one. Every time I say fool, I think of this movie. I can't yeah. help it. Like, it's just <laughs> ingrained in my head. Yeah. And you know what? That Now that I think about it, that scene there, like him saying run fool, that was like his last attempt to get him caught. And he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. How he kept throwing him under the bus and then... over and over again. Um, I remember when we were talking about Stay Tuned, we kind of talked about this movie a little bit, and you said this was the first movie you watched with your eventual wife. I was I was testing her. I think like <laughs> all right, if, she gonna, if she's going to stick around after this, then she'll she'll stick around for all the crap I throw. <laughs> How long have you guys been together before you're like? It's time for the uh, people under the stairs test. A uh, couple months, maybe, or no, I mean, it wasn't even that long. It was it was pretty quick into it. It's probably the first few weeks, you know, like of knowing each other. What'd she think? Yeah. Uh, she she pretended like she liked it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much she actually did. <laughs> uh, she she was entertained by it as yeah. well, you know, and thought it was really creepy, but saw the entertainment value in it good uh, I, i'm i'm glad it worked out so well for you <laughs> yeah yeah it's been uh it's been 11 years of marriage now and she probably figures up oh, already got him i don't have to watch his stupid crap anymore <laughs> sean and i our first uh our first actual date was to see the movie hostile kind of along the same lines and that ended up working out as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah well i mean horror movies are always good for first dates because you know if she gets scared she's grabbing on to you for for safety yeah it makes I was you grab on to her <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i believe it <laughs> well mason thank you so much for uh, coming back on i i wanted to do this and i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait till around halloween because obviously why not it's a west craven movie the dude's awesome and uh, uh thank you very much for coming back i i've enjoyed reliving people under the stairs Hey, you got it, man. I'm very happy to do it. And I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot right now. Uh, If we do this again, I want to do the movie Dirty Work. Absolutely. I've only seen it twice. 
and once was just a couple weeks ago and i would love to watch it again it's in my it's in my top five movies so i would it moved I up pretty that, quickly on my rewatch that's that's my next that's my next request buddy done awesome thanks buddy you fellas have a lot of growing up to do i'll tell you that ridiculous completely ridiculous can you believe these characters way out of line way out of line have a good mind to go to the warden about this the rewatch podcast is an alpha media production